0: mm <laughs> Podcasters, Alfred. We've always been podcasters. Nothing more, nothing less. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Vigilante 1939 Podcast, part of the Let's Go Podcast Network. Pop culture, Without the poppy, father-son, best friend dynamic, a podcast where we talk all things DC, Marvel, Star Wars, and more. On this week's episode, we're going to be breaking down episode 8 of DC Titans season 3 and recapping our fondest memories of Batman, courtesy of Batman Day. I'm one of your co-hosts, Nick Zending and joining me as always, you know them, you love them, they're the very intellectual Caruso's, Nico, and his father, Nick Caruso Jr. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing?
1: How many podcasters are left, Nick? How many stayed that way? I was going to do the darker quote, but I can't. It's a family show.
0: (laughs) 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 All gentlemen, 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 great, great, great to always be back here with you guys, Always. Always, brother.
2: Good to be back. Talking about only a couple of things today, but uh, we'll make it work. We always are. Uh, we're 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 never short on the team content game,
1: so we'll deliver with the little slow week it was. But the good news is, it's two interesting things to talk about, though. So
2: very much so. Yeah, I would yeah. agree.
1: You know what I mean? It's not like we're talking about the Hawkeye trailer or something like that. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> well, that was interesting. <laughs>
0: I'm just kidding, man. Come on. <laughs> Oh, uh, but th- <laughs> it was a very wonderful trailer, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 24. man. All right, gentlemen, I guess let's probably not waste any more time anywhere DC Titan Season 3, Episode 8, titled Homeboy. Was it a big one? We got Welcome to the Show, Jayla LaCurgo. Chim Drake gets a spotlight this week. and still a lot of Bat Fam taking center stage this week. Car- Scarecrow, Crane. Uh... More sadistic, psychotic than ever, and then we get some very, very interesting scenes with our favorite Red Hood. So, Mister C, I'm gonna kick one off to you. You know, what did you, what do you think of this week's episode?
1: Just keeps it, just keeps moving along, um, continuing the story, developing people, action, the team. It's once again, I sound like a broken record every week, but it keeps giving me what I want. It keeps giving me what I need. I especially love Tim Drake this episode. It was uh pretty close to the comics, albeit, you know, there's differences. It's it's uh it's Dick instead of Bruce. But um I really enjoyed the interaction between between Brendan and Jay. I thought they I thought they it was great. I love mm-hmm. that whole thing when he shows up, of course, at Wayne Manor and just comes out with it and is like, I know you were robbing. I know <laughs> you're Nightwing. I've studied your moves. I was there the night your parents were killed. Just really powerful, beautiful, impactful stuff. Um, we kind of called it a, a couple weeks ago about Superboy yeah. and, and Black, Blackfire. I mean, that's great. I mean, again, their, their chemistry is mm-hmm. good together. I like it. Uh, I'm still a little bit. I guess Corey's got some stuff going on again a little bit, which is. I don't know if that's planting the seeds for, for some things to come with her sister. I'm not quite sure about that, but it, but it was just enough in here. But at the crux of everything was the Scarecrow and our good guy, Jason's back. And mm-hmm. once again, I applaud our guy that plays the Scarecrow, Vincent.
2: Carthizer,
1: I'll get his name right four, one of these days. Four shows in a row. But he <laughs> is uh movie. he is continuing to just really be dynamic in this role. And mm-hmm. you know, we'll break this down a little bit more, but the scene with him when he goes to visit his mother. This guy is like I don't know if somebody told him or not. This is just a show called Titans. It's a comic book show because he's really. Really stretching it out there and giving me—I'm gonna—I know we haven't had many takes on him. There was a take on him in Gotham that I did not watch. Eddie, I don't know if you did. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't see it. Watch that. Almost you know, Cillian Murphy had an outstanding take on him in the Nolan movies. But I'm gonna tell you right now, this might be my favorite all-time take on the Scarecrow. So much so that I don't even know if they do tackle him again in the Reeves verse, they're gonna have to really match some wits with what's going on here right now. Uh oh. go ahead, Nico. I don't want to keep rambling because I know we're gonna break it down further. But uh and, and again the action scene at the end uh with the team, um just good stuff, man. I mean again it just it's continuing each week to build to get you and, and again it ends where you're just like, oh, my God, Gotham
0: is under siege. <laughs> what is going to happen? Oof. Talk right? about a climatic ending. Exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll give them credit again. They uh, they really, like I said with episode three. and Don't
1: drink the water if you're in Gotham, by yeah, the way, please.
2: Yeah, no, you don't. Can <laughs> you, you shower with it too
1: or no? I don't even know if you could do that. It's going to get in your pores. I don't know
2: if you can shower.
1: Right yeah, that's probably a no-go. <laughs> because
2: you've got to inhale as fear toxin, right?
1: Yeah, but it's yeah. absorbing in your pores, I think.
2: But, like, all the characters in the comics, they just put the thing over their mouth. I think they're okay if you don't inhale it. All
1: right. no. I want to say it
2: works like marijuana. Are you Bill Clinton right, right now, to too? No. What about he Bill never Clinton?
1: inhaled. I never inhaled. <laughs> so I smoked it, but I never inhaled. There's
2: a lot of things that Bill Clinton says he didn't do that he <laughs> <you> did. <laughs> that he clearly did not to be. But this <laughs> not a political podcast. It is not. And we do not get financial It is people. not. We do not. Um. So... <laughs> uh for me especially
1: you with your comic purchases
2: you mean are you really quali- elite comic Are you book qualified
1: per- to give any kind of financial advice? My elite comic
2: book yes. purchases? Well, then you're not trustworthy with the action figure. That's purchases. Right. No,
1: I'm not. I'm certainly not. Because no.
2: we got that Galactus coming. Oh, God. That was, we'll that talk was about that later. We might day. have to unbox that thing. It might be a show one day. Ooh. And
1: Zeddy comes over and we'll and all play with it. She, wow. We'll all be yeah. the different characters and come up with an episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have they said who the fourth Herald is? I don't think so. Not yet, no. I, we're really drifting okay. here. Let's Hold get on. back. Well, I have to
2: reclaim my thoughts because I didn't think that Bill Clinton would be a topic of, <laughs> the, of the show, but he was. Um,
0: <laughs>
2: anyway, so like I was saying, yes, now I remember where I left off before Bill Clinton, um, is that I, I'm i going to say what I said for episode three. Um, they really swaying for the fences with this episode in in, in many ways. Uh, the thing I liked the most about this episode is it was them swinging for the fences and being really bold. And then they also, once again, really tried to put in some nice comic book stuff in there. Uh, I've really liked, uh, Jayla Kurgo's Tim Drake. It's the most we've gotten of him so far. He's a very substantial piece of the episode. They pull scenes, you know, right out of lonely place of dying. He, the character is pretty protected, um in the sense of he is the genius, he is the Batman and Robin fanboy. He wants to be Robin. He can study them. He even thinks that Jason's uh was Robin too, which was smart again. And he figures out where where they go in the tunnels and stuff. So I really feel like they they re- they took the time to really make sure his character, uh, kind of jumped off the page like they try to do for some of these people on the show. And they haven't always nailed it, but I think for Tim so far, they have Love the, love the stuff with Dick and Babs again. Um, seeing them be together. I know a large section of the tighter of the Titans, uh, Twitter fandom really wants him to be with Corey again. Well, at this moment in time, he's with Babs. I don't know if that's going to change or not, but I like it. I'm here for it. Um, I will say um, to w- where they swing for the fences. The thing I've always thought about Titans is that sometimes I think they're a show that has in the past um, overwritten or over quote unquote went there to like try to be bold or be edgy. And mm-hmm. for, for like me, it's always worked. But for most of the fan base, well, not most, but for a good amount of the fan base, it doesn't. They do something in here that I think is brilliant in terms of uh, Jason apologizing to Hawk and Dawn, but I'll, I'll talk about that Whoa. scene a lot more Whoa. in
1: specific talk later. about that scene, yeah.
2: Um, and then they go bold, you know, with the, with the Superboy Blackfire stuff, you know, they're trying to build these stakes for when she flips, so to give her a love interest, to give Superboy um something to be upset about, something human to feel for once, and to have him deal with some real personal stakes is going to be important not only for him, but for Corey too, so... Uh Blackfire Switch, which seems inevitable still, is gonna be what is gonna be felt more than just for Corey and I think she's doing something when she has sex with because the energy is like circling under the bed. I wonder if like she needed to do that to get her powers back or something. Um mm. I was thinking about that about that upon rewatch. This
1: is a really sexual show, this one. Yeah, oh,
2: this it's pretty one, graphic. there's a lot of innuendo in this episode. No, but it's a
1: pretty graphic. You want Yeah, ideas. but I mean mm-hmm. I mean I thought it was all good, and then the other thing—it's not gratuitous either, and no. we'll get, we'll get into that later. Everything
2: I, has context because there's a scene
1: later that's going to piss a lot of people off, and I I want to get. Is all, it the
2: one I just talked about?
1: It's it you when Jason talked? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about when Jason. Yeah. Was, oh yeah. yeah.
2: No, no, no. That, that yes. that's what I meant. And then yeah. they get bold with you know a cliffhanger, you know, shooting Tim Drake in the back. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Absolutely. Wrong
2: right. time. My only one thing, real quick, is I do, I do, I. I did see a little bit of clutter this episode upon rewatch. Um I like that they touched on every single person, but episode seven leads you to think Gar is gonna be the big one to bring Jason back, but really all he did was do something so that Dick could be the one to go talk to him again. Yeah. So I mm. did feel like Gar got shortchanged in this one. He did. He did. Which is the story of the series again. So yeah. where he goes yeah. from here we'll see. Man. That was the little nitpick upon rewatch that I that I didn't really think about too much the first time I watched it. Um, but all in all, I thought it was a really good episode. It's still one of the stronger ones. I probably put it like maybe third, third of the year so far with five and three still being ahead of it. Um, Zeddy, your thoughts on the episode? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed this episode. You know, I'm probably going to repeat kind of what I said last week's episode, which continues to say the same, which is, you know, if you can truly – except this world obviously it's way more enjoyable and i think you know if you're a diehard robin fan i think this episode was pretty good like as a diehard robin fan i'm just sitting there watching tim and dick just talk to each other i thought that was really cool i thought the whole thing of the way that dick is like sitting in the chair and he's just standing there in like a very bruce wayne fashion like oh god this kid has just figured me out i thought that was really really cool uh i love the the scenes of you know barbara staying by Dick's bedside when he's in the hospital and you know the nurse is like oh she's never left like she stayed there all night like that was really really cool uh the scene of when uh all the Titans are talking about Jason potentially coming back to them and Gar is kind of the one that stands up and said well you guys took me back when Cadmus took me over and I killed all those people so you know why can't we do the same for Jason and I'm like he's got a point like he's right like I thought that was a really really strong scene for Gar and the team. I think those are the kind of dynamics we like. Obviously, the one where they're all drinking the beers, too, just having a good time, having some good laughs. I think those are little scenes that I think we need. Uh, In a heavy, dark show like that, they are a team, so I think we like seeing the team together like that. And then, obviously, the crying scene where he's just, mm. you know, in therapy with his mom, and, like, we find out that his mom just set him up, and she goes bye-bye. He, like, strangles her, and it was just very... Very, like, disturbing, psychotic, sadistic, you know, just what a great performance by Kartheiser, who just continues to kill it. In my book, and yeah, Tim Drake getting shot at the end, that was some pretty chilling stuff. I mean, that was that was pretty chilling. I'm not going to, I don't I mean, really have any other, other word for it. I mean, it was like the way that it was like, they, it was haunting the way that it set up with him running and the bullet just goes off. And if you got a nice surround system, it was very loud. Uh, so it's just, I'm clicking with everything here. Obviously. Yeah. There's a few nitpicks here and there, but I can get past them. But I think what I think we all want to talk about, which I think is the big scene in this episode, which I'm going to kick this one off to Mr. C and then I'm going to pass mm-hmm. one on to Nico, which is the, uh, let's call it the apology scene. I, right? I, with, I love with,
2: that you call it that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The apology scene, you know, with Jason, um, where, you know, where he's, uh, I guess I don't know if you want to call him. For lack of a better term for this podcast, we'll just call them hookers or whatnot. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Mister C, talk talk to me about what you thought of, you know, Jason's apology. scene and what yeah. that the I mean, context of what that scene. Sure.
1: Meant. First, I first I want to say this. Um, I can understand the the takes that people don't don't like this show. Or like, I think this show, this particular episode, could push a lot of people away because yeah. it really. It really got, and I said it before, sexually graphic in tone with a little bit with with Superboy and then with the scene that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And for me, this show really doesn't shock me because I've kind of accepted this Elseworld concept, this adult-orientated take on it. It's not the Teen Titans. It's, for all practical purposes, a very adult-driven uh, drama that happens to feature superheroes—it's almost like a soap opera, if you will. Uh, it's almost an R-rated to some point, in in my mind. But so it's an interesting choice what the writers did here. They they take Jason, who is kind of like sobering up from the effects of what Crane's done to him. Mm-hmm. Now you could take this a couple ways, like because do we? Do we believe that he didn't know anything that he was doing? Do we do we forgive him? Can we forgive him? And so basically, what he is, he's so down and so desperate, he has no one to talk to that he basically goes into a an adult themed um, peep show, if you will. They they call these around here, yeah. You know, where where he's going to confess to two people that perform sexual acts, right? That's that's what he's doing. It's a peep show. Mm -hmm. And it's so dark and disturbing, but yet it brings you down to the level of where he's at. Yeah. Yeah. He's so downtrodden, right? And he, and he doesn't know what to do. So he goes in there and I, again, I, you know, I'm sorry, but it's just so Mm well-written and the dialogue between him and the, and the actor and the actress, it's really like, I, I, I got emotional with it. And and I know some of our guys are going to be like tongue in cheek and rip us and it's a sacrilege and it's this and it's that and whatever. I get it. I get it if you feel that way. For me, it reminded me of like Seven. It reminded me of Eight Millimeter, the film with Nicolas Cage. It's, it's so gritty mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. adult. And yet it's a show that it's a fantasy show, right? But in that moment, this kid confesses and apologizes for killing Hank yeah. and it worked for me mm-hmm. it really did C- could they have done it nine million other ways sure I would love to talk to the writers I really would I really would I wish I could get well
2: Tom Paps are already then he follows us so.
1: I, I would love to um, to to talk to him and say like you know what made you guys think of going down this road because it really
2: we could shoot it's that. really
1: sadistic and it and it and it reminds me of some of these old classic dark downtrodden oh classic movies that you know are are of this adult theme you know no this is not for children you know any anybody that thought at any point it was gonna make that turn and be that it's just not that kind of a show but I Like I said, I I understood what they were doing. I appreciate what they were doing. And our guy really, really made me feel like he's at the end of his ropes and he's just looking for forgiveness. And he goes to a place like that to try to find it.
2: Yeah, they really doubled down on um, the world they created. With this one, and I and and I respect it because I like the world they created. I think it's cool. I think it's different. What DC does best is the Elseworld stuff, and I really like what they're doing here. I really love the scene for all the reasons that that my dad just said. It's it's very it's very high concept. It's it it does try to feel like it's trying to be this very art house, very very deep, very poetic thing, and it works for me and it works for us for the people who are bought into it. Um, I like Current's performance too. I do think. It is very realistic that that's – he doesn't have a lot of avenues. That's somewhere where he would go and that people are forgetting like that industry. Like you kind of pay f- for what you want those people to do. So he used it as you know a quick little therapy thing instead of going back to Tompkins. Um He just, he just wanted to talk and the girl and I played out very realistically where the guy was kind of like, what the hell I'm out. But then the girl kind of stayed to hear him out. And, uh, the thing I like the most about the scene is she's trying to like justify it for him and he, and he knows that it can't be justified, which is going to play into this larger forgiveness theme for him that we're already seeing, um, teased with him and Dick and their conversation in the tunnels before, you know, shit hits the fan. So, but where does she tell him to go? Well, she tells him to go home. Yeah. And um I'm glad mm-hmm. he does. We'll see how that's handled. I'm still I still agree with the team. It is hard to we don't really know the level of control he was under yet. It's easy to forgive Gar and Superboy for what happened. I know that they use that as a point, but it still is hard to um Look at Jason and forgive that. When it did seem like he was in his own, he was in he was up, he was of his own action. He just seemed like there was a little bit of an adrenaline boost for him. What whatever he wasn't really that much more evil or angry than he was when he was out. When he was off the stuff at times, he still felt just as angsty. But no, I loved the scene. I also loved the way that it was shot. Uh, mm-hmm. so the way that that scene was penned and, and executed and shout out to Tom Paps for writing that down and then and, and shout out for the team, um, actors, producers, cinematographers, the director who made it, who made that scene work. Because I thought that scene was awesome, personally.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm completely with, you. you know, in terms of, you know, the context of that scene, right? I, I took it as, you know, he, he felt like he was that vulnerable that he needed to go and do that, right? It's not, you know, again, you know, we're not judging anything of professions and anything like that, you know, how people want to make their money and things like that. You know, I'm not judging that side of the scene at all. I'm just thinking that, you know, that's literally, he felt like he was at that low point of his life where he just needed to go talk to someone and just let it all out, you know? And I think it's also one of those, like sometimes it's just easier talking to a stranger than it is, somebody that's maybe close and personal to you so i think maybe that's what it also had to do it for him and yeah it's clearly they're going for a little more redemption forgiveness arc with him which i'm not going to say where i think it's going um but i I think we might have all expected it you know he was really really dark at the beginning and if he is getting this supposedly rumored show or movie whatever he's getting you know i think this was necessary you had a kind of lay the groundwork into him trying, at least attempting to becoming a bigger, better person. Uh, So I'm with it. You know, again, you know, can I understand the criticisms that people might have with the scene? Sure, Sure. I can. You know, I mean, would I have preferred maybe that to be somebody like Gar? Yeah, I probably would have preferred that scene as well too, but I think they also might be building up to that too. You know, I'm not going to look too much, too much into any of the sexual underwendo, you know, that we had in this week's episode. You know, it is an adult, you know, show like we all said too. So, you know, yeah. People are going to, you know, have those kind of scenes. It is going to be that kind of show. It just is the way it is, you know. So, it, I got it, I got no really gripes with that.
1: I mean, it, it's it's pure HBO and and again, I I think there could be oh, maybe a section of fans that that think maybe it'll turn or that it might it might like um lighten up a bit or whatever, but I just say this to those people that it's not that kind of a show, mm-hmm. and understandably so. If it's not for you, I get it. And it, you know, it's taken such a dramatic turn this year in terms of quality content where it's at, but it it's also turned for. I would say, like, I could, I understand for if people don't, I can get it now a little bit. Like, I'm not going to be that guy that's going to be like how could you not like it or it's great or whatever like that? Because how could you not like yeah, Jason talking to two sex workers yeah. to
2: forgive Hank and Don, who he brutally murdered in episode three? Because they're, how could
1: you <laughs> not love that? they're definitely making some decisions here that, um, again, it'll be, it'll, it'll be interesting. It'll, it'll, it'll be a, I I don't know. What is the feedback been? I, I, I haven't don't, seen too much. I Uplom. mean, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I know some people are, are critiquing Superboy and, Certain aspects of well, that. The and- people are mad.
2: Let's be fair. People are mad about the Superboy thing, and they're mad about the Dick Babs thing because they want them to be with other people. That's what you're seeing on Twitter. Yeah, it's a whole mm-hmm. different ballgame. Narratively, him hooking up with Blackfire is is a really good, smart choice. It, mm-hmm. it, narratively, it's going to make a lot of sense. It already does. Cause there are a couple conversations, but if she's also using him and there's a payoff to where she flips and it's emotional weight yeah. on him and Corey you know, narratively, that's going to
1: work. It makes complete sense because they're both kind of outcasts, you know? So they're, no, hundred na- percent. Naturally they gravitate to each other. He's, he's so lost. They confused mm-hmm. to who he is, and he's basically a virgin. We find out, right? I mean, yeah. it is what it like is. like a
2: virgin, and she's kind for of, the very
1: first time. And, and she's kind of the manipulative seductress, if you will. Uh, I can't blame the guy either. I yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, look, I mean, I mean, is is, is that's no stretch of the writers by any any imagination to no. think that the two of them could wind up together? Just as it's not. Uh, for Dick and Babs to be together, you don't yeah. Put a parental advisor on yeah. this episode because we just started talking <laughs> about all the innuendo. Yeah, I know. but um, And then, you know, I do agree with you. You did bring something up to where I thought Gar was going to have a bigger role into what was going to transpire with Jason. It but kind of went right back to But Dick, then yeah. it just turns out to be he was kind of the messenger
0: that
2: it was the writers going hey we got to give gar something yeah. to do okay but it still yeah. has to be dick okay exactly. well the next episode he'll just exactly. ask dick to call himself
0: i, I mean he, he did have that scene in the mansion all, but i mean uh, uh about it i mean that that's it right i mean yeah right. But, yeah, and then Dick has
2: 90 more scenes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a, it, it, they clearly should have named this Nightwing featuring uh, other heroes. I don't know, something like that. It uh, been that gr-
2: it's still loosely that Grayson show they always wanted to make on TV. It should have been titled
0: Gotham Knights. It's still,
2: yeah, well, when they knew they could do all this, because. Yeah. It's definitely a show, too, where I feel like they find out what they could do each year and then they do it. Like, mm-hmm. I guarantee you in season one, they never thought they would get to, like, red hood and scarecrow and
0: babs and yeah
1: yeah you know i've seen some takes too on there where they're like they um there are some people that don't particularly care for the jason and the scarecrow as the villain and and stuff but i again i you know again everybody like i say nobody i'm not here to tell anybody you should or you shouldn't like the show i just i think it's it's really well done and i think the story's pretty tight I don't think there's a lot of loopholes. I don't think there's a lot of plot holes in what's going on. At the end of the day, it is a story based on comic book <laughs> characters, but albeit a more adult version of them. Mm-hmm. Said like you always say, it, it's it's a it's a fantasy show, but it is pretty grounded. Um, I think we'll see. We're still waiting, obviously, for Rachel and for the Donna. We don't know when yeah. that's going to come. I mean, we're eight episodes in. There's five left. I. I'm assuming hopefully next week we're going to see some of that so we'll see mm-hmm. but I'm I'm eagerly awaiting what they've got going on. I mean, I have not been bored. I I've said it last week, I'll say it again. There there's never a time where any one of these characters is on the screen and I'm looking to move it along. Everybody's really really playing a part here. It's good. It's good, man.
2: It's definitely the cleanest season. And no, I don't mean clean in terms of (laughs) content. I mean clean in terms of like what it's, how it's moved through eight episodes now. Like I said, season one and two had those weird tone switches and where there was all these different episodes being inserted and these different storylines, whereas they pretty much keep touching on everyone. Now the Blackfire thing has been worked into the rest of the plot with Superboy. They've now fought. She's on the team. They're still looking for Crane, Babs, and Dick are together, so they're they're moving, they're moving really well. Next week looks like the bottle one, but it looks like a good bottle one because the still show us we got Rachel and Donna back. Yep, at least we're seeing them. So I'm still baffled. It took nine episodes to get to the still technical co lead of the show in Tegan Croft's Raven. But I'm very excited uh, to to see how they're going to work this one in, and are and are we going to see the events happening now and and whatever they're doing over mm. in Themyscira, which from the which from the clips looks like a beach in in Ontario or Florida or somewhere in it's the okay. United States of America, <laughs> yeah, uh, or 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 North America, I should say, because Canada's yeah. not in the United States of America. There you go. Uh, cool. But so yeah, no, so I'm excited to see moving. It's definitely moving. It's the most cohesive of the three
1: so far yeah.
2: and that's glad i can say this going into hopefully nine.
1: well yeah. let me ask you this eddie maybe we should answer is there any scenario where you we can forgive jason for what he's done i mean just you personally like is there mm-hmm. a scenario where you say to yourself like you're going to buy it or is it going to be one of those things we're going to say we're just going to probably have to go with it and figure it out
0: that's a good that's a good question i've actually been trying to think about that you know Myself too. I, in the context of you know this world, you know, and knowing who Jason Todd is, you know, knowing who Red Hood is, you know, I think you certainly can. I mean, as crazy as that might sound, like yes, I know he killed a member of their team, and I know, you know, in real life consequences, that probably is irredeemable, that probably is unforgivable. But why I really applauded that Gar scene so much was. It really was true. I mean, you know, that guy, whether or not he was under the mind control of a corporate organization or not, you know, he literally massacred all these innocent people and they all still took him back. I mean, with open arms. So I, you know, yeah, killing, killing Hank, you know, that's pretty unforgivable and, and you can't go back from that. Whereas, you know, Gar can try to, you know, live his life the rest of his life and not try harming anybody that doesn't deserve it. Uh, so it's tricky with Jason, but, you know, I think it needs to, it, it you need you need to try, I think, right? Like, you know, there's not a scenario that I see him coming back to the Titans full time. You know, I think it's going to be classic Red Hood where he's just an anti-hero. He helps, you know, dick when he needs him. He's a Gotham Knight, per se. You know, maybe he forms his own team of misfits that are troubled, and he's going to try to help them, you know, as part of his penance in life. I don't know. Uh, maybe Connor has a bigger part. And his forgiveness too. I mean, there was that kind of tease of Connor reaching out to, to Jason. So I'm going to assume they have some sort of connection that hasn't been hasn't Connor, been realized yet.
2: Connor Superboy or Connor, Leslie, Leslie Donna? Leslie,
0: sorry, oh, Donna. Donna. Okay, Donna. Yeah, I, like, I know. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm saying the real life actors. No, 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 no uh, you're good. Donna. You're good.
2: I was like, yeah. did I miss Superboy <laughs> and Jason have a moment? I'm like, I'm <laughs> no, not
0: even yeah, sure Yeah, Donna. Okay, Donna Troy, Yeah, so. I don't know, I mean, how, how do you how do you guys feel about
1: that? Well, you one? know, here's the thing for me. So like I don't think they ever even have to forgive him. I think if they write this the right way, they don't forgive him. He we have to remember, too, that he was resurrected by the Lazarus pit, right? Yeah. So sure. between that and what Crane did to him, I certainly think there's enough there to where you can basically forgive what he's done. But for him to be a part of the Titans and come back to the family, I don't think that's where they go. See, I think you beautifully put it. What's going to happen is it's going to it's going to be a spinoff, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to get his own show, and it's going to they're going to incorporate some other characters, maybe Red Hood and the Outlaws, and yeah. I think occasionally you'll get the crossover, you'll get some some things like that. I think maybe at some point we'll get lucky and Glenn comes back as Bruce, and there's. There's got to be a scene with Bruce and with the Red Hood. I mean, I, I think, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how they don't play that out at some point into the future. So they can beautifully do this to where they don't ever really have to forgive him, right? They're not going to yeah. kill him. They're not killers, and they're not going to be able to imprison him. So at some point, yeah. it is what it is. Maybe he does help take Crane down, and um and that's just kind of like they go their own ways. Because I, I think that's where it needs to be. I don't see him coming back yeah, and being fledged.
2: I don't want him on the Titans anymore. No. Mm-hmm. If I see him again, I want him on his own. Or with yeah. the outlaws at a roy, bring Rose back. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. I could have said Hank if he was alive, but that would have worked. But phew, yeah. not gonna have it anymore. But yeah. Yeah, man, I I yeah. 100%.
0: yeah. I think mean, very much like what they're probably attempting to do with the peacemaker show, right? I mean maybe. Sure. I can see a little version of that maybe possibly playing out. grand. I don't know what the Peacemaker show is going to be, but narratively, I could assume we have an idea of what it's going to try to be. But I'm all with it. You know, I, I would assume that Crane gets resolved in the next, oh God, I don't know, two episodes or so, mm-hmm. especially if they're going to be moving on to Blackfire. So, you know, we may not get too much of Jason for the rest of the way through, but. If you know if he's getting his own show soon enough, then I don't really think we need to. I think you know, I think we've got a lot of Red Hood this season to digest. So, but yeah, gentlemen, I don't know unless if you guys have anything else on Titans. I think we we move on to uh, some Batman Day talk here.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, um, it's still I, awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, and, it's still uh, awesome. And I, you know, like I said, it's uh, we use that term a lot. Appointment television, but I really look forward to each week yeah, that I'm, it comes I'm, out. And I'm uh, excited. It's. I know I like a show when it's like the weeks are just kind of flying by, and I'm like, oh my God, it's already eight and nine. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I can't wait. What is today's Monday? We got a couple days for nine. Yeah. Bring yeah. it on.
2: And as y'all know, who've listened, if you've been around since the Titans season two days, yeah, I'm very excited for next week
0: because, yeah, big and if down there's,
2: Big There's any Donna indication,
0: guy. man. She's dead, man.
2: What are you,
1: what
2: big are you Donna guy here. She's dead. Big, big Donna. Donna guy. Well, I don't care if they short ghost. I'm still a big Donna guy because then I'll be a big Donna ghost guy.
1: Gotcha.
0: B-D-G-G. <laughs> B-D-G-G. B-D-G-G. B-D-G squared. There you go. Gotcha. Okay. Big, big Donna guy. I don't know. I'm actually kind of hoping that no major news really breaks because I know we're all going to have a lot, a lot of thoughts on episode nine. Uh, if those stills are any indication. So I think yeah. that's going to be a really, really great one to break down and digest for sure. So, uh, But gentlemen, you know, of course, this coming weekend, coincidentally enough, was Batman Day. Title of our show being Vigilante 1939, being inspired by Batman. We would be remiss if we didn't incorporate any Batman talk whatsoever. Uh, but it was actually pretty eventful, kind of. Uh, it took them a while. It took them towards the end of the day, but you know, better late than never. Um, you know, Leslie, obviously, obviously, of course. Uh, yeah, I try to combine Leslie with obviously nice. <laughs> uh, first being, you know, Leslie Grace posted a very, very awesome picture of her just looking at a back girl figure. I mean, just the passion that just she continues to just exude over the wall continues to be amazing. Matt Reeves decided to finally uh, log into his Twitter again to update everybody that he's currently hard at work editing the Batman most likely a trailer for fandom I would assume Uh, so that was really really cool and then Michael Giacchino actually posted a cool snippet of uh, him composing live uh, a little bit of uh, the score for the movie so that was really cool and then of course Andy Muschietti director of the Flash drops the biggest pipe bomb on Twitter whatsoever combining the Flash shoot with the Batman logo driving everybody nuts. I don't think it was Red Death, just saying. Uh, but it was cool, nonetheless, for everybody to just acknowledge Batman on his day. So, gentlemen, I know you guys both had very eventful weekends, Um, but, you know, just thoughts on just Batman Day, you know, do you guys have a favorite Batman memory or story that you guys want to share? Mr. C, what do you got? I know you got a lot, yeah. so.
1: Well, first of all too, I also wanted to add too, McFarlane, uh drop the images oh, yes. of the Infamous three Joker oh, so action good. figure line that's coming out, and uh, it true Sorry. to true to true to the comic. We're getting three Jokers. We're getting a a different Jason, which I think looks really cool. I think it almost looks better than the first Jason he did. I also dig mm-hmm. the Batgirl that's coming, and uh, the Batman looks pretty good too. So I'm I'm really excited about that line. You know, uh, you know, I mean a batman day again i mean how many heroes get their own day it's it's pretty pretty wild and pretty cool i mean i didn't really know that it was batman day i probably heard about it or, or whatever and then it just kind of dropped down upon us but i think it's it's pretty iconic everybody kind of unites on that day and really Cause
2: I, I'm, I have the most opposite. Take okay, good, good, I good, thought, good. I thought Batman day happened. I thought nothing happened. I thought nothing was really that cool.
1: Okay. Well, no, you didn't let me finish. I thought either. nothing yeah. was that
2: cool. In well, fact, I was, I was stunned the whole day. I was bored. Yeah. Like, no one used this for Fandom promo. We get a yeah. grapple gun well, shot from you, his office, which is the yeah. same scene that's already in the trailer. This time in black, white, sure. you can't give us a poster. Say, come to
1: Fandom. I thought the Leslie well, Grace thing you was fine. You didn't let me finish oh, sorry. Her. I was going to say. Oh, sorry. It, I, no, I was going really so you know, I mean, to say. It in really positive. I mean, you know, I was trying to be a little <laughs> lighthearted about it. But, I mean, I do remember the days past when, when Zack Snyder would drop a bitch-ass picture. Or something mm-hmm. that that you know was kind of relevant or whatever, and I do think that d c and Warner Brothers were lax. I really do um I think that they could have like they showed done. a little bit more from the Batman movie. I think they could have almost given us a still from Keaton. We're about a month away we if anybody listened to our last podcast we know we know we talked about promoting the fandom day and and maybe ramping it up a little bit, so My point was going to be that it's cool that he gets his own day. There were a lot of things that I guess people were excited about. Uh, But at the end of the day, it really wasn't nothing major. I think a little tidbit of music, which sounds great. Um, A blurry picture in the background from Matt telling us that he's preparing something. Okay, that's cool. We know it's coming. Uh, Leslie's awesome. Hers might've been the best because she's doing it. Mushietti is cool too. I give him credit for that, but it's also
2: the day after
1: I would have up the day. I would have liked to see, I would have liked to (laughs) see something more, a little bit more relevant,
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: perhaps from Pattinson who is playing him perhaps from DC comics. Who's got some big events coming out that they could have maybe, you know, showed us a splash page or did something, some kind of a video. Uh, there was that video of Batman that they put together that was kind of cool. It was kind of a collage of all the movies and the comics or whatnot, but...
2: HBO Max tried. Yeah. With that little with thing. With
1: that little thing, right. But at the end of the day, um, God, I don't want to sound like you, but yeah, it it wasn't like it blew... Nothing particularly blew me away or or, or left me, like... Absolutely fascinated or thrilled. I mean, I'm I'm still waiting for some fandom promotions, but I don't think we're probably going to get anything, which is fine. We, we'll be there on the 16th. We'll be watching. We'll be paying attention.
2: And, like, sorry to rain on everyone's parade, and if you're listening, you might have personally had a great Batman day. And, yeah, the figures were cool. The snippet of the score was probably the most substantial thing. Yeah, I'm being hard on everyone else, but I'm being hard on everyone else because, like, They have so much Batman content coming in the next year. And like, like what does the day mean if you're not going to use it? And, and it's frustrating to see at the end of the day, how much we love these characters and such.
1: Like it's all controlled
2: by the companies, by the corporations. So like Spider-Man day was lackluster too. There was nothing that came out of that day too. That I remember else. I would have been able to use a good comparison and it's like, yeah, I'm kind of looking at Matt Reeves. Like you can give us like another still, like he was giving us the Batmobile two and a half seven years ago. He's given mm-hmm. us the Batmobile, and then and and then he's given us the the suit test to pants him. But Batman Day comes, and he's in his office with his dirty desk, and it's like that wasn't. Inc- I saw that and was like, oh, thanks, Matt. I know you're gonna make an awesome film, but thanks, Matt. You bored me. Uh, Andy Muschietti, nice job. Came the day after, though. You bored me. Uh, it Leslie is, Grace, you-, you can do no wrong. You're outstanding. You, <laughs> you, you keep showing that you're a fan and you're invested, but Leslie Grace just got cast as Batgirl and she's doing more than Keaton, than Affleck, than Patton, yeah. than yeah. Kravitz, than all these people in the movie. And I get if Warners is making them be hush hush, man, once again, Warners, you have opportunities to promote the hell out of fandom, to tease fandom with these people on Batman day. And you don't do anything. So I thought Batman Day, no like comic shop promo for us, no sales, no no, no big toy drops, no big merch drops, no trailer or 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 small clip for the Cape Crusader animated show. They got the podcast thing, sure, but so Batman Day, big big L yeah big, yeah, L, yeah, big L, yeah, Batman Day twenty twenty one, B O R I N G. Call me a hater, call me whatever, but with all the stuff we got coming, I. I will demand it and for the people who say but next year you'll have The Flash coming out two months later well sure but by that time we would have already had a trailer we already have a fandom we might already have a second fandom by the time The Flash comes out next year so yeah. Batman Day you could have been better you missed the mark you had opportunities Warner Brothers you had marketing opportunities out the wazoo out the butthole
1: and you did nothing of the sort well they're too busy trying to suppress the sales of the uh, the Snyder Cut DVD <laughs> He no, was quiet too I
2: thought he might do something No
1: he did He put the call on He had a, he put the call on What did you want him to do? He he put the call. No, he, line. he put the Batman call on and Instead of you, it on Yeah and if you were alone You'd do it too Oh yeah 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 I thought uh, he did no, Listen, one, no one put that on Yeah
0: it was, it was on there Yeah
1: okay, yeah yeah What do you want okay, the guy to do? Okay he
0: put a picture Nobody G- Gail it. also did it too You know come yeah, on Nobody wants <laughs> They don't want him to well, do it Well then I stand corrected He did
1: something He did And he did
0: before he well, was no i'm, active, I'm just saying know,
2: this
1: here but he was a guy I'm that was fairly active with it in the past yeah. he's giving you some stuff that you didn't see before you know i saw yeah i saw the, I saw the yeah. fiji water on reeve's desk yeah and the <laughs>
0: and 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 the crumbled up napkin or a plate <laughs> come on man there you go all right i let's deviate into something a little more positive yeah here, memory which is, uh, yeah the yeah the initial question so mr c you know do you have a one of you know what's one of your favorite you know just Batman memories or stories you know that you haven't uh shared before a comic uh seeing a movie uh just anything what do you got well i mean look i've I've
1: said this a million times i mean there there there's so many when I go back through my memories, but I think the uh just the elation of a a young kid when I did get my first Batman comic. And read that tone and that story, and and know that there was a, there was a different Batman from the '66 show. That there was this, this this entity, this book that would come out on a monthly basis, and that I could follow this guy. Um, you know, that was really truly the start of it. And then, you know, if I just veer away from the comics, um, the impact of '89 has a 20 has someone who was your guys age that you guys are right now and the fact that it was now cool and he was relevant and it 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 became like okay to like Batman it was a normal mm. audience a, a general audience it accepted him and then nothing will ever top for me uh so many great Batman moments but nothing will ever top walking out of the dark knight no, I'm sorry. But that was when I felt like I was connected not only to Batman and the character that I've read and loved for at that point, probably 30 some years, but the fact that there was this feeling of unity among like just everyone Mm -hmm. and that like you could hold your head up high and feel like that you not only were accepted, but you were like part of something that was now important. You were part of something that now resonates in pop culture. That's been talked about since that night that we walked out of that midnight show with thousands of people that never picked up a comic that never watched the 66 show that never saw Batman 89 could give a crap about any of that stuff. And I remember just just feeling like so content and at peace. And I'll never have that feeling again. I don't care what Reeves does. And I, I think he's going to do well. And I'm sure it's going to be great when we see Keaton and all that. But there will never be anything like that particular moment. Because that movie was not only special. It was it integrated the whole core of who he was, the character, the Joker, the mythos into pop culture. And we're never all, all we could do now is continue it. You know, I know, I know Emmett and, and, uh, and Chris and Zeddy, you might've been on that show where they talked about like, does the next movie have to be better? You know, like these mm-hmm. movies, they have to constantly top each other, right? Like will Reeves movie be considered not a success because there's going to be many that don't think it's as good as the dark Knight? no, You can just continue it on and and keep the tradition going and pay homage to it while creating your own space there. But I know for a fact, and I'm telling you guys this, that there are certain moments of your life, like when the Cubs won the World Series in 2016, that's a life-defining moment for me. I want them to win it again, and I'll feel elation. I'll be excited But there'll never be anything like that particular moment, right? Yeah. And for me, as good as 89 was, it still did not resonate at that level on a global capacity that The Dark Knight did with a vast array of audience that was touched upon in 89, but completely times 10 in 2008. So I always look back at that. Uh, Nick, we walked out of that theater. I was yeah, with man. my sister, my mom, and it was and just – and my good friend Frank Casanza. Shout out to Frank, yes, five. It was a feeling, Zeddy, of just – a fine, fine. Every once in a while, you get that feeling, and, and like you – like I said, Zeddy, it, it can come with your sports championships. It could come with some personal accomplishments in your life. You I'm know, not going to sit here as a father and tell you uh, – when you get married or the birth of your children – I can't sit here and and tell you that those are equal life things, but as far as where I'm at, it's it's like the time I saw Kiss on the reunion tour for the first time in the makeup in 96. There's a handful of those moments you have with the artistic things that you like that will always stay with you. And no matter how many comics I've read, animated shows, that is always going to be my Batman defining moment. Always,
2: yeah. You you know it's cool is that you bring that up because I was thinking of it too to see the way because it was what it was you me Grandma Cena and Frank like just to see them yeah. three floored as well who who just kind of went to went to the big event film at the time was outstanding. Um You took mine because I was going to be mine because the cool thing happened where it started an hour late.
0: Well, you and can tell yeah. I me.
2: Mean, no, you know. no, I will not copy you. I'll have my own. Honestly, I have a re. Uh, you know. It's hard to pick because my life has been like it was so much Spider Man and then it was Batman and then it was Batman Spider Man and then they've like kind of always been the two icons and then you know I've always been really into the Flash and then I've always really been in Justice League and then the Avengers you know came a little later post Iron Man but for me I'm gonna use a recent Batman memory because. At Batman Day last year, this hadn't been complete yet. But to me, it was the – like the way – not only that we came together with all these new people that we were able to meet in this wonderful space. It's all the people we met when we were covering the three Jokers. Um, yeah. They come out with a with a pretty modern classic – you know, Jeff Johns, Fabric, and Anderson, there came out with an awesome, awesome story. That's one of my favorite Batman stories ever. A lot of peoples, it's in their top tens and even fives. And, I, I don't know how it
1: could. And
2: be. when you add in be. the gorgeous artwork and coloring too, it's, it's 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 masterful. There's a reason I have two hardcover versions of it, multiple covers of every issue. It was. The most fun I've had in the comic book community, it was just you and me forever, Dad. Mm-hmm. And with the space, we started getting in the comic book community again more, talking about comics with more people. But there was never the big one yet that was like talked about. And there were shows and there were podcasts breaking it down. And that was the one. And it was a Batman one. And it turned out to be a pretty damn good Batman story that did not stumble. It did not fail to deliver. Every single issue nailed and it's an amazing story that I I'm I don't want it adapted and animated or anything because I don't want it ruined. Like nah, that's where I don't, I'm gonna I don't get. Want them to ruin Cause I was story. just iffy on the long Halloween shit and I didn't like yeah. what, what they did with Hush with that shit. So like not mm-hmm. saying that the Long Halloween one is shit. I was trying to use shit as for the word stuff. Y'all know what I mean. But, you know, we were invited to those talks and that big last round table we had on the Let's Go Show, which is how we were starting to get tighter with the Let's Go people, mm-hmm. with, you know, our friends from like straight out of Gotham, Pete, Eric, Lauer, getting to know Lauer, Garrett, all those guys were on the show. And then it's how we met Carlos and that and if you watched us the other night, it's because of that Three Jokers and dead. I was wearing a Dress to Kill Kiss shirt, yeah, yeah. which is how Rob Myers DM'd yeah, us. That's right. We met Rob Myers. Now he's on a freaking yeah. Kiss podcast with Rob Myers. So it was so cool because it was such like a no one we knew didn't like it. Everyone loved it. We got to talk about it. It's a sexy book. It's an awesome book. So that is my favorite recent Batman memory of how it brought so many of us in this space together. It helped us get closer to people. It helped us meet people that we're very tight with now. And it was cool to have Zeddy, who we didn't ever talk about comics with. Mm-hmm. Rarely. Zeddy was in the mix talking comics with us, which is something that just hasn't happened and that we haven't done on the show. We were Really, Three Jokers is the only comic book us three mm-hmm. have ever talked about on the same exact page on air. So that was yep. cool to have Zeddy in the mix because, like I said, for, for the longest time you and me would read a story and it was just us two talking. Yeah, yeah. And then the big one of my... And it's cool to know that I, in my lifetime, when I'm reading, like I know the Court of Owls came out, I was younger, mm-hmm. but to me being an active reader at this age, like in a really mature where things can really hit me emotionally and I have a decent amount of years built up and in investment in the character to have an all-time Batman story come out, I'm very lucky. I'm still waiting for that Spidey one. That's, that's a big thing. I don't have a Spidey one to say that with you personally, but I got a Batman one. And I have a Flash one and Flashpoint. And Flash year one, which is pretty damn good. So I have those, you know. Yeah. I'm waiting for my Spidey one. And ain't coming with Spencer. No disrespect to you, Nick Spencer. It ain't coming with you. So I need one of you. Yeah, but that's my favorite recent Batman. Yeah, Batman.
1: I mean. Because it's a big one. It's going to become I, one, one of my favorite ones ever. I'm not sure that story is going to be topped at any point soon. I mean, and I'm talking about Do, do you think it's like the last big for a long time like the last big batman story i mean because
2: of how high it's like i think it's better than court of Owls. i right? think
1: yeah right? i mean okay I, yeah. to me so it, to me I, it's better well, than and i don't really care um because our opinions we can all have our own opinions nobody makes it right or wrong it it's arguably better than what are considered the greatest batman stories of all time i i'm sorry it's just it's just a better story it yeah. is a and when you when you add the fact that you had Batgirl and Jason in there, it's a better story. So I'm just gonna say to you guys, like I think the only thing that, you know, will I they're gonna have to bring that team back at some point and and continue mm-hmm. that story. Now, I have no problem. His great as the three jokers was, I think you can continue it. I think you can tell an equally good story going forward. Um I think you need those guys. I think you need Fabouk, and then you need Johns. You need them back. You need them to do it. But
0: Fabuk, Fab Fabuk, Fabuk. That's a
1: shame because he oh, likes several of them. What a
0: what a book it was to read. He's, He's been book. gone, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for him. He's
2: going so to that. He.
1: because DC's losing everyone. Zeddy. So those were two pretty good takes, man. Because three Oof. jokers
0: was also something I was going to say myself. So
1: yeah. Oh
0: man, so, how do I beat those two? Oof. Man, I mean, you know, I always have a few. I mean, you know, I've already said my Batman Beyond story hundreds of times here. I'm not going to rehash that. Obviously, you know, seeing the uncut version of Batman Beyond, getting that before I saw the actual released uh, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, my dad got it for me as an early gift. So when I was really, really younger when, when it came out, so that was really, really cool. That was just a really, really cool experiencing the unrated or uncut version of that movie before the actual rated version, um, but one that I really, really always go to, you know, why Batman Begins always holds a special place in my heart, not just because, you know, it was the, my first kind of real midnight showing, I believe, if my, if my memory serves me correctly, is, you know, every year from when I was like six years old to probably like 16, you know, my parents and I and my family, sometimes my cousins and whatnot would go to Wisconsin Dells for a weekend, sometimes a week. And one of the most rarest things that happened to me in the summer of June of 2005. Uh, so we, we always went in the summer. So one summer in particular, I knew it was the month of June. Uh, we were, we always go to, we like to go to the pool. We like to do a lot of events. So one summer we go to the pool. We're just chilling at Wisconsin Dells. I'm having a good time here. I accidentally oversplash a certain gentleman by mistake. Said gentleman was Mr. Caruso. Who, which I get the shock of a lifetime because I did not know that you guys were there the same weekend as we were. It was the most mind-blowing thing ever. And then I know Nico was there because then Nico and his mom and his sister all come coincidentally enough. So, uh, They followed up sooner rather than later there because we were all there. Again, we did not know that all of us were going to be there at that same weekend, which made it even cooler. And where I'm rambling with this on is because... We actually all went to go see Batman Begins that following weekend and we just made it into like a cool thing. So I thought that was, that was the pretty cool, you know, it was, uh, one of those, it was just meant to be, man. It was, it was awesome. Batman Begins brought us together. I'm always going to take That's that. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember seeing it in the Dell's, you know, I, I
1: just, I just remember, it's funny. We talk about begins oh, though, because like, I think because we did see it there. Mm-hmm. That it just didn't have the resonating effect for me. Yeah. Um. You weren't e- particularly, were you either? Like, we liked it, but I didn't appreciate the Dude, greatness. I don't remember anything. Well, you guys were
2: young. I was so young. I you, was, what, you, like 10? You guys were... I th- I remember seeing like, it in yeah. the Dallas, and I remember thinking yeah. it was dope. I think I was a little... I remember thinking it was dope, but I was so young to where, like... I'm placing if I do remember being in the Dells, or if I thought because it was it was it, we went in like the day to see. it. We did, we did, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You
1: and we, you and I, we yeah, did. we went, we all went, and that's I remember a good, that's a long. I time remember ago. like walking out and and like, um, it just for me it didn't resonate. That last scene was outstanding, but yeah, you know, I remember then coming back home and like nobody. I was down because you know, you went from Batman and Robin to this and it just wasn't particularly like a buzz movie. Um, and it just kind of came and went, but it's one of those things that I knew I saw something kind of great, but I couldn't appreciate it in the moment. You know, it really wasn't until the dark night when I went back and revisited. It. And I think that was, and I, I'm sorry, you know, I'm embarrassed to say that because I'm a huge Batman fan, but I did not, Zeddy, gravitate to it like I think maybe you did. And I know you and I didn't because we didn't talk about it a lot. It wasn't, I don't think you ever even saw it again. (laughs) I remember going to see it with my parents. You want to know why? It was the Nolan Tonal thing. Because the comic book
2: movies were different at that time, and I would, I I do remember seeing Spider Man two the year before, and that was different because it was yeah. lighthearted. It was Spidey. It was like I think the Batman thing, the overly realistic nature of it, was weird for me at age ten, which is why I always say these movies for the younger kids are what sells. That's why the Marvel has that younger always, crowd, and DC doesn't. Sells. Yeah, because yeah. you put yeah. on a ten year old and the first, and he's not Batman till the hour hour mark. Yeah. And there's all that really deep moral violent fighting at the beginning with the League of Shadows and you know, the stuff it's with Joe bo- Chill. It's, it's a
1: mob movie. It's and point. it's a mob it movie. So a, like yeah,
2: yeah. And like for someone who was coming off of Spider Man two and seeing like the X Men stuff, yeah. Which was a little bit more comic booky, teamy, I think at age ten, I was like, Oh, that's cool, it's Batman, but I was also like yeah. kinda like probably checked out until swear to me like until that's yeah
1: it was it was a weird yeah. it was a weird experience that we saw it out there because we were on vacation zed we were hanging out mm-hmm. and
0: yeah it just It
1: came re- out in june it came out in june oh yeah uh-huh. yeah, yeah. yeah i don't
0: remember
1: and that. uh but that's that's a great memory i mean you know those are those are all like yeah the, i mean the, you know again yeah. i mean there's just so many with batman yeah it's it's hard to uh Sometimes it becomes overwhelming and then, and then, like I said, then there's, you know, and then there's things that you want to be great and they're not. Sometimes there's pressure on the character and, and adaptations of him to deliver. And when they don't, you get disappointed because you're always, I'm always looking for the very best when it comes to this character. Right. I'm oh, of always, course. I'm always looking for the comics to be outstanding the animated the animated features to be outstanding obviously the live action stuff to be outstanding so it comes with um plenty of expectations but the guy the character itself to me has always been my favorite character the story of 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 who he is how he becomes to be is legendary the fact that he doesn't have powers and i have to say this there is no doubt in my mind he has the greatest rogues gallery oh, yeah. in the history. And I know we got our WebHeb guy. And, I, and no, listen, I love our WebHeb guy. Scotty, yeah. Our WebHeb guy, to me, I know Nico might think a little bit differently. No, I, don't. He, I know it's Batman. He's, He's just a little bit behind mm-hmm. that, man. You know, it's close. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's like Sinatra and Dean Martin. Because, no, Batman's you know, got the best one. what best. I'm seeing. But Spidey's close. It's close, He's man. It's really, really close, but they're the yin and yang. Everything that makes Batman great is what makes Spider Man great because he's a different character. Yeah. You know, he's more lighthearted, even though he comes from tragedy, too. But they're just two different, very dynamic figures. And then when you think of Batman and you think of the Batcave and all the different vehicles and the utility belt and just his. Him being so intellectual, not only physical, not only a physical specimen that is trained with the greatest fighters in the history of the world, but the fact that he's he's not all brain, that he's smarts and the world's greatest detective. So, you know, I'm a better person in my life that as a young man that I discovered him and that I, I've, I've followed him. He's the greatest fictional superhero to me. He always will be, and uh, I, yeah, I'm so elated that we're going to get a lot of his stuff. And he and you know what's great about him too is that he can be so controversial, and that everybody can have different opinions of him. And it's it's great. It makes it makes for great conversation. And nobody's really right or really wrong when we when we have our little soirees about who's the best or who's not the best or whatnot. <laughs>
0: Wow, Go those ahead. people would be reaching wow. if you ask me. Reaching, said he. No,
2: no, no. Great <laughs> stories, said. I'm sorry that my memory isn't as strong. I, I, I suppress some things in childhood for specific reasons, not family related, but personally related. Sure. Yeah, no, I um, yeah, dude, he's he's he's. The go character, I mean it when I when when I treated it him. I, I I do consider him and Spider-Man to fall in this category. I think not just in comic books, they're two of the best characters ever created in any form for anything. Um, and I've learned so much through because we're talking about Batman specifically. I've learned so much through this character and reading his stories and um, watching his films. And I'm really excited that 2021 is going to be a big a big bat year and there's a lot of big biggest bat year. stuff to go around. We're going to get you you know three different versions. We're going to get the Batgirl girl thing going. There's going to be new cartoons, you know, the new animated series. Um
1: the well, toys
2: uh, the f- fucking action figures are as good as ever. Yeah. So it's a good time
1: to be a yeah. bat. Well, you know from a, from an argumentative standpoint like I think for me so like the other things that is like Look, I want him to always be the biggest, the best. And I do put a lot of pressure on the studio and on these creators because I think there's always this discourse. We talk about who the best Batman is, and we did a thing about how Iron Man might be bigger than Batman and some of these Marvel mm-hmm. figures. And when I, when I say those things, that pains me to say that, right? Because I'm yeah. not looking for Iron Man to be bigger than Batman. I'm not looking for or Captain America. Not cuz I don't like those characters. I love them, but in my mind like nobody should be bigger than Batman if he's handled right. And um you know unfortunately it's just been a kind of a very divisive thing going on in the bat community. So first and foremost, I'm hoping 2022 is the return of Batman. On the biggest, grandest stage. And I hope that he is as big as ever. And commands the audience and the box office and the attention that he deserves. I really do. Um, Because he should be. He really should be. And there's a lot of pressure. There is a lot of pressure on the franchise of Batman. On the studio. On these directors. And I don't think we should ever make assumptions. I think he's in good hands going forward. And we'll just... I'm gonna be right there in the front row, Zed. Yeah. I'm gonna be right there in the front row, cheering him on, watching everything, and hoping that he returns to iconic status. I mean, he is iconic, but in my mind, he needs to once again resonate a little bit more clearly in the minds of everyone.
2: There's a good of chances
1: ever in 2021. So
2: 2022. 2022, whatever. Yeah.
0: Multiple facets.
2: Ah, well, he, he, he.
0: has a good shot next month, but we'll see. Know, uh, but done. yeah, I mean, I- I'm with you guys. I mean, next year literally is going to be the biggest year for Batman. It's going to be the best year to be a Batman, man, and get into Batman with all this content that we're getting. But I'm with you guys. I can only echo what you said. I mean, he's the GOAT. I mean, he got me into, super- su- into superheroes, excuse me. Uh, he was the first one I ever met. You know, I still to this day, even in my head, even though I know it was not him, I truly think that I met Batman that day when I was six years old so that's why that's still the coolest thing one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me I'll always hold that near and dear to my heart and yeah I'm, I'm hoping that next year we would capture a little bit of that magic when we see the Batman I tempering expectations a little bit I know it's going to be different but you know I'm hoping to go in that theater with a little bit more different energy I guess than, than I have before because you know I never saw a Batman movie as an adult I've seen one as a young kid. I saw one as a young teenager, but now I'm gonna get to see one kind of as an adult, yeah. Yeah. which is gonna really, really hit differently for me. So I'm really excited to see that, and hopefully, hopefully, Matt Reeves, you know, starts to revive a little bit of that that vibe with that second trailer for the Batman. That's what my hope is. So, yeah. but I hope so. gentlemen, I think uh, I think it's time to call it in. Call- so, with that being oh, said. Yeah. Uh, Mr. C, I'm going to kick one off to you. Please plug everything that you got going on on social media. You
1: got it. Please follow me at N. Caruso Jr. on Twitter. And I ask everyone once again to follow our new show with our great friend, drummer Rob 10, Rob Myers, our our Kiss the Band podcast. Our latest episode was about a mixtape that we want you guys to listen to because we think if you do, you will become a fan of Kiss. And that is RBTE, right between the eyes, podcast.com. Uh It is a Three generation of KISS fans, myself, Mr. Myers, who discovered them in the late 80s, and Nico, who is brand new or
2: okay, recent. Not brand new. <laughs> brand new. <laughs> recent. Like recent as of like 05, like, when Batman Begins came out. Hold down. It's a good 16 years though. A good 16 years in All right. There you go. I've seen the band seven times. Thank Calm down. As I sniff the sharpie, because oh, I noticed there's a sharpie oh, by me, and and and, 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 and Mr. Crane
0: it. over here, be careful. Not
2: a drug thing, and yeah. we do not promote drug use on this. Party. No, we do, we do, not. We do not. promote drug use. We do not give financial advice, and we are not a political or religious. Don't have a taste
0: of your own medicine, doctor. I'm
2: legal. Obli- I'm legally obligated to make those disclaimers now, so we don't. Wonderful. Get sued. Thank
0: you. Uh, you're welcome, you, sir.
2: After you listen to those, you can follow me after you have just reflected on all four of those topics, you can follow me at Nico Caruso. Oh, that's, that's N-I-K-K-O-C-A-R-U-S-O. Yes, it's Nico. Sounds like phonetically it would be Nico. I know I'm the speech pathologist, but it's just how we spelled it. So that's at Nico Caruso. Uh You could find uh, me on Twitter, hanging out. You can hit me up in the DMs. You know I like talking about a lot of stuff, uh, which and all my... And all my passions, I have no idea where I'm going with. This. Why did you do that and, crazy Batman? Quote and all today? my passion. Hold on, hold on. I will get to that point. <laughs> and all my, all my passions lie with the Let's Go podcast because I do film, TV, and comic reviews. There What's you can with you? you can see uh, TV reviews for Titans and for comic reviews. This week I have Nightwing and the Flash coming out. Um, come see my thoughts on Nightwing. It's part of the uh, Fear State crossover, which is frustrating when a title becomes a tie-in and you'll read my thoughts on that. And you could also look in this feed, um, the vigilance, 1939, much like a couple sub shows we have on here. Me and my father have a Spider-Man theme one with Mr. Pierre. Oh, Pierre. I, I, Pira? Ju- I just combined two words with Mr. Yeah. Pete, Vera from straight out of Gotham and senior contributor to Batman on film. We do an Italian based Spider-Man show called the Italian Spider-Man coalition. That's at Italians for the number four Spidey. Uh, we're recording a show Wednesday. That'll be up next week. We are, we've done Spider-Man one. We've done Spider-Man two. We are doing the editor's cut of Spider-Man three, the, the controversial one in the Raimi trilogy. And many people have this at the bottom of their Spider-Man list. And we're going to do a show to tell you why we might not agree with the low rankings for that film. Uh, So no, come follow me, come talk to me. Well, if, if you're listening to the show, you already probably follow me. If you see my tweet with my favorite Batman quote today, um, and you didn't realize it was a joke, it was a joke, even though I do love the scene and context of the dialogue in the scene. But no, I don't think that's the best Batman quote. It was just funny. And I did it for a lot of likes and a lot of people talking about it. And it worked every time. When I lay the bait, they always come. And when and when I say they, I mean the Twitterverse. When I lay bait, they come. It should be instead of, instead of Field of Dreams, I'm going to make tweet of dreams where i make tweets and people come to them and yes do i think 20 likes is a lot of likes and compared if you tweet it they will million, like it absolutely <laughs> if i tweet it they will like it or they will do it but i'm whatever they need them to be that's 77 hey
0: oh well that actually is I true take, yeah yeah
2: i mean yeah no. i could take from him we give and take we're a threesome we're a menage a trois. As they say,
0: mm.
2: not in that context, but in like a friendship fathers, wow. you know yeah. what I mean? Sure. Yeah.
0: If you think so, about so it, your next topic it. on your Spider-Man show is Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Which shakes which
2: showcases the symbiote, which, you know, is my favorite thing. Oh. In the world.
0: I was going to say, cause uh, you know, that, uh, feels similar. Might, might, might I, might I add. Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. I, I was okay. really
0: hoping that that you were going to pick up on that sincerely. I do, thought. You know I, thought I thought when he wakes up with the suit. Yes, yes, yes. It, no, it's the scene where he's with um, where he's at the bugle and and he catches Eddie Brock, you know, and he catches him with with the fake uh, photographs, and he's oh he's like, the
2: fake yes oh that
0: feels better. uh similar. I
2: do. Re- I I have. I every time I watch it, I do re- repress some of the Topher Gray scene. So
0: oh sure yeah, Why, with, that didn't with, jump uh, out to me, but with good reason.
2: Uh, you'll hear a whole show about. Topher
0: grace in that. So I can't wait for who that had a one.
2: hilarious response to if he was in No Way Home, but that's a different conversation.
0: Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh well, gentlemen, you guys can find me on Twitter at Zedias. Cause coincidentally enough, much like Batman, I am whatever Twitter needs me to be. All my film and TV reviews are over at Let's Go Podcast.com. Please follow this show at Vigilante nineteen thirty nine on Twitter. Uh, you can also uh, follow this show on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Uh, at vigilante nineteen hundred nine, please consider leaving a rating and a review. Uh, all those really do help the show. Subscribe to the Let's Go Podcast YouTube channel. We're vigilante 1939, amongst other shows that all three of us are on uh, every here and there. So please go give all that a follow everywhere. And I also do want to also announce, officially for audio listeners, uh, Dude Patrol Season 3 is going to be starting this week. We're getting the first three episodes this coming Thursday. So... New sub show called Vigilante Patrol, where myself and Emmett Davis from the Let's Go Podcast Network are going to be reviewing the whole season of Do Patrol Season 3. And I was a guest on good friend of the show, J.J. Hodges, Four Comics Junkies, where I and myself and J.J. broke down Superman, the animated series. Had a nice retrospective on the whole show in general. uh, So please go give that a listen. I I I wonder when ours is coming out. I gotta so, ask him. Uh, that's
2: dope, though. Zeddy yeah. making
0: moves. I love when Zeddy makes moves. There you go. Probably soon, I would assume. So, uh, can't wait to listen to you guys' show. Soon. Uh, but, uh, that's gonna about do it for this week's episode. So, small small news cycle this week. We anticipated it, but we're ready to see what else comes this week. So, new episode of the Titans gonna be dropping in the feed. Can't wait to break it down with you guys. But, uh, I think that's probably a great way to put a close in this week's episode. So, For Nico Crusoe, for his father Nick Crusoe Jr., my name's Xandick. As Michael Keaton's Batman always says, I want you to tell all your friends about me. We live in a society. Damn right.